My wife and I ended up in Sunnyvale yesterday. Sunnyvale is a city, I guess, in normal parlance from where I'm from, be called a suburb, but it's actually a city within the San Francisco Bay Area. And leading into this experience, I was working for the last two days of last week. So yesterday was Saturday. But the Friday, I had an issue where I had to go and find a battery for a device of mine. Work-related pressure, always fun. And I ended up at the local Walgreens, which is a pharmacy, and they were holding a kind of migraine medication for me that I hadn't actually asked for. I've suffered migraines for about three and a half years now, and I've tested a wide variety of medications, some of which have had really horrible side effects. One of these medications was called, or is called, sumotriptan. And when I took it orally, it caused a very strange kind of memory loss, almost a void in memories, which was very, very curious and happened after I'd taken it only once or twice. So that was off my, I don't ever want to take this again list, or at least on that list. And I advised my doctor that I didn't want to take Simitriptan ever again. It was removed. He recommended some medications to me, and one of them he thought I could get through my insurance. I pay the most insurance at work one can pay for insurance. Literally, in a year, out of pocket, more than $10,000, and equaled by my employer at least, or maybe well more than that by my employer. I think I calculated it was $28,000 a year that I pay for health insurance. So, incredible sum of money. Anyway, the health insurance company, in all its wisdom, decided that they wouldn't allow whatever medication my doctor wanted, and instead would get me the sumotriptan nasal spray, which I had told off my doctor's person when they called and said, look, I'm not taking this medication, so this is going to sit at the pharmacy, never to be collected. But as it so happened, I was with work trying to get some batteries already the onset of an early migraine occurring. I thought, well, why don't I just try this nasal sumatriptan and see what it's like? Because I'm in a stress situation which might actually benefit from this if it actually works. It doesn't work at all. Come the next day, I was experiencing exactly the same behavior. In fact, the behavior was sufficiently strong that I thought I really shouldn't even record podcasts about this or record podcasts in you know a sequential day from this experience. But my wife had a series of things she wanted to do, and I'm always up for a road trip in these circumstances, so we found ourselves in Sunnyvale. Sunnyvale, when I lived in it, is very different than Sunnyvale as it is now. When I lived in it, it was still what I would call a sprawling suburb. Now, the centre of Sunnyvale has been built into high-density housing, and a lot of the cute and quaint aspects of Sunnyvale existed in the area which has since been destroyed. There was a small model shop, which was just really a very quaint model shop, one gentleman inside, not a relatively large space, but floor-to-ceiling boxes stacked, always interesting little bits and pieces. I recall going in there once and seeing a very elaborate plastic build AK-47 model. I mean, these kind of things that, you know, people pick up on when they go into these model shops. And actually, I spent a good portion of my time, I was in Sunnyvale for about nine months, and I spent a good portion of my time in downtown Sunnyvale, which is basically no longer there. But we found through wandering that actually there was still a part of old Sunnyvale that had been preserved. And it was quite striking walking around this area and just thinking, gosh, I remember being here. And so-and-so, the fellow, the guy I was working with in Australia brought on board, he was one of these guys who had a, a woman in every port, quite literally. And he managed to 
in the Bay Area have two separate women that he was dating in the same area, even though he was in the Bay Area for only a couple of days a month. And nominally, he should have been spending those days with me, but he never did. He kind of checked in with me briefly and went to hang out with these various women, which was very curious. So I have all these memories in Sunnyvale. I remember going to a particular restaurant with a group from Intel and, you know, the garlic wasn't particularly good there. And I had to remember... American garlic is different than English Australian garlic and when it's cooked it caramelizes in a very particular way and that's not really a flavor that you like so in the future where you normally you would have ordered garlic with something you probably should consider not ordering garlic in these circumstances a series of these memories were coming back to me in parallel to this I had void memory <laughs> issues as well so I was having a strange kind of concert of old somewhat repressed memories and missing current memories and after we had our lunch, I was just saying to my wife, why don't we go past the old apartment that I used to live in? Because that's still there. So we went back through that area and the Chinese place that I used to go to on the corner is still there. And a bunch of things are still there. And uh, Hobie's, which is a breakfast cafe. I thought that one had closed, but that's still there. The Sunnyvale on-ramp to the 101. So there are all these things that were part of old memories and just because we were in that space, my wife asked me to retell the story of how I met Wozniak for the first time, which is an interesting story. I explained it that it was basically a folding trap. I had a friend who had been corresponding with Wozniak for about six months, and he had Wozniak's cell phone number. He called Wozniak once, I think, when Wozniak was in Russia and all this kind of stuff. So he was an example of what not to do if I wanted to meet Wozniak. But I had this circumstance where I didn't have a car. I was just moving between places, and I said, look, I'll... You know, I'm going to be coming through this area. I'll just stay at Steve's house until he's ready to have lunch. And we'll go for lunch because I couldn't give a precise time for when he'd be ready for lunch. So I went to the house and saw the dogs and what have you and saw various people associated with Steve. And eventually Steve arrived and we went off and had lunch. We had a really nice lunch. It started uh, probably two years worth of friendship and ongoing interaction. So it's an interesting story. But... I have nothing to do with this aspect of my life now. And it's one of these curious things where people do periodically ask me, you know, you had all these, you knew these people, right? Allegedly. I mean, the assertion is always allegedly in these circumstances. <laughs> Who's going to trust some Australian guy? And it's interesting, actually, to think about the reasons that I no longer do these things. Once I met my wife, I realized I had to be very serious about a series of things. And a lot of the stuff associated with Wozniak and his people were it wasn't just whimsical, it was just really very strange. In fact, it was, in some regards, quite dark and disturbed. So in that light, I wanted to create a clear firewall between my life prior and my life after meeting my wife. And that was a very conscious thing for me. The nature of actually some of the interactions that I had with Wozniak's people I think merit some future writing. In fact, Beyond the Little Blue Box, which is the John Draper biography that came out i wanted to use as a test bed associated with well is is the consciousness associated with technology at a place where people can actually introduce stuff that opposes the mythology beyond the little blue box i have mixed feelings about i used it as a stocking stuffer this year i think it's an interesting book it didn't get the publicity that it needed and it got some of the worst publicity i've ever seen associated with a book leading up to it coming out in large part, actually, because of my writing in the book, which is very curious. So through these things, and Wozniak wrote the introduction. So it's not like I haven't had any connection with Wozniak in the near term. 
just we haven't actually corresponded. He hasn't reached out to me. I haven't reached out to him. And that's just the way things are. So it is a very curious thing to have these experiences brought back to you where you have some parts of your memory actively censored. You kind of wander through space engaging with these various ideas. I thought it merited a long funk. <laughs> 